Welcome back to the With Joe Weeby podcast. This is a bonus episode. Luke's not with us now. You're stuck with my voice. Um, so now that he's not here, we can talk about him. Um, funny. I just do this episode as a recap, consolidation, and uh, and talk about what's coming up. So if you're new to the podcast, remember it's, uh, there's a lot of episodes at this point. The first season was all about meaning, um, fundamentals of meaning for human life and how we're wired super deep. That's back at episode number one, and that went up to 121, episode 121. Uh, this season is all about philosophy of learning and education, uh, ability, talent, um, unpacking all that stuff. Luke's been helping as a co-host for that on mic, and that starts from episode uh, 122. Now, the last couple of episodes have talked about a lot of stuff to do with without-the-box thinking, uh, with the very nature of education, what, what its purpose is. So an interesting question, um, I think, in reflection is, you know, what should education look like? One of the things that came up in those episodes was a lot of the emphasis on, from my philosophy anyway, unstructured play uh, is, is really important. Um, the, the counterpoint is, of course, what if people just do nothing? You know, if you, if you make education more free-flowing and less kind of this is what you're doing, everyone, you know, what if people do nothing? And, you know, <laughs> very good point. Although I think it is a bit tricky. I think we are used to thinking about education in a very boxed way in terms of how do we get everyone doing something. The question we might always throw back at that is, why do we need to get everyone doing certain things? So I think, obviously, there's things at the moment like reading, writing. There's a lot of very fundamental stuff. Probably not as much as we put in school now, but a lot of very fundamental stuff. And it's just pretty, pretty good consensus to expose as many people as possible to those foundational things to participate in society and modern opportunities with society. But I think it's hard, it is hard to force people to uh, a certain extent and you really end up wanting to work with the people who want to go further. You see, I, I keep coming back to ideally you want to help people meet people where they're at with what they're interested in which will then normally give them an incentive to learn something like more about reading, more about writing. We've seen so many stories about people who grew up not being able to read or write. Um, thinking of movies, there's a great book, Educated by Tara Westover. She was homeschooled. She ended up becoming an ac a very distinguished academic. Didn't get a formal education, was homeschooled and not to a high quality. Showed real determination and grit to actually learn. The stereotype of a lot of people in what they call third world countries. I don't like that distinction, but, you know, economically makes sense. And how hungry those people are to learn, how attentive they are in school. Um, the attitude that no one here in Australia or, you know, Western countries shows in going to school. Uh, it, it's a luxury. Uh, so not a luxury, but it is so precious to them. So when you force people to value it, then they actually really want to learn. It's interesting to actually take those lessons from the people who are not given access to modern schooling and and kind of 180 the whole concept. I find that very interesting. So, you know, what should it look like? I also think that people always move the needle. So your contacts, your friends, the environment you're in, and the people that are surrounding you, they're always going to have the biggest impact, I think. And not just that, like the direct impact, interpersonal interaction you're having with people, say your peers, your colleagues, your co-founders, and those those people make a huge difference, right? Your family, whether they believe in you or not. Those are the really big variables, not the quality of the English class. 
or the or the quality of the information. People always move the needle way more, but we always prioritize information and, and content in, in modern education. People are the biggest factor. So the first thing I would say is we need to make it more people-centric. And for you in the context of your life, wherever you're at right now, how people-centric is your life and your decisions to make it relatable if you're not working in the schooling system? I think that that is just a great place to start because even on a cultural level, uh, you, you behave so much. So much of your behavior is really culturally programmed when you think about it. You're buying a house like everyone else is buying a house. You buy a car. You go to the toilet a certain way. But people who live in different parts of the world will go to the toilet a different way or you know, do so many things differently because of culture. Uh, Anthony DeMello, the example of if you're in Australia, killing a cow and eating it is, you know, no one bats an eyelid. Killing a dog and eating it is he's horrific. You probably get locked up. You go to some parts of Asia, killing a cow is like crazy. Uh, you'd, you'd probably get locked up for that. Eating a dog is very normal. So, you know, your cultural program, that's the impact of culture, right? So you think about the impact of culture and learning, like you're surrounded by the right people, people who want to learn all the time and always hungry to learn. If that's who you're surrounded by, you're, you're forced to think, well, shouldn't I be hungry to learn? So that's what I mean about culture. Uh, I'd probably give it the example of, uh, we have, making this people-centric, we have inconstant student, uh, and I always emphasize this, I am a learner in constant student yes i'm the main leader of the community there are many leaders obviously i'm the main leader but i am very much there to learn not there to teach and so one of the things we do is we have a small kind of mastermind style small tribe podcast group we meet thursday evenings and it's just liam hounsell and james fricker who both recently launched podcasts but they're also very the podcast for them is not a hobby just like mine is not really a hobby it's a dedicated mission. And so we are we, we catch up every week and we go over our projects in depth, what's working, what's not, what our struggles are. All our projects are slightly different, but we are working together. At, we're almost the team for each one each one's podcast. We're multiplying the power of our collective experience, uh, brain power and ideas. It has been very powerful. I have a link. Uh, we recorded a recent session just to demonstrate this for people. And this is the power of a peer, peer-centric, people-centric kind of education focus because we have something we actually want to do. It's not something we need permission to do. So the really ob- obstacle is, you know, implementing it. And how do you overcome the obstacle of implementing it? Many things, but something is people going through the same experience as you and with the same intensity and level of ambition as you. Very powerful. No one else is allowed there because someone who's not as ambitious about their podcast would um, undermine the quality of this small group. No disrespect to them. So I've got a recording of it. At the start of it, James Fricker, so he, you know, he works full-time, but he started this podcast, uh, Graduate Theory. And he talks about how, it, you know, if it wasn't for our little group, he was really dicking around before we started doing the, the mastermind group. He was taking months to kind of get his project together. It's hard to appreciate until you've experienced something like this which always makes it harder to promote. So I've just given you a link today to be able to see it. Uh, it you know, it, it just sped everything up for him and actually got his show live. It's gotten feedback. We help him. We help one another find guests. And you can just see an example of it. The video is about an hour, but you just can skip through. 
Uh, I'll make it available to, you know, subscribers to the Dorman. So if you find the link there um, in, in the description, you'll go through one of my articles and be available there because it's an undisclosed, it's a private link. So you can't just find it openly on YouTube. Uh, it's just because it's we talk about our shows in depth. Happy to share it though with people who, you know, are super engaged in all this and uh, and interested enough to go there. I'll, I will make it available if you're part of the newsletter. Uh, anyway, that is just an example of, you know, this very small example. So if it's someone else, it's what they're interested in. For us, it's the podcasts in this instance. And because I'm a busy person. I don't want to neglect my podcast. Having this thing every week forces me to think about what I'm doing with my podcast. And it forces me not to forget, keeps me accountable, but then there's people to help. So I'm also feel like, don't feel like this solo project, I'm doing it alone. It has been, I think, 95% of the value behind what I'm generating right now with this would be down to this group. It is like the number one thing in my calendar right now. And it's so fucking simple. It's so painful. You know, the, the, the better version of education we could create is not complex. It's actually, I'd say it's quite simple in nature. The problem is all the shit and the debris we've put in the way, if we're being honest with ourselves. And it's removing that because we're so conditioned to just do all these things. Uh, the way we've got schooling set up, we're just so conditioned to do it. It's actually overcoming that. That is our challenge. Anyway, so that'll be available. And then, yeah, a lot of great things coming up in the podcast. Let me just click around here. And uh, what, what is the next episode? Oh, Einstein's gift, Einstein's mistake tomorrow. That's pretty cool. Uh, the Dunning-Kruger effect. And when experience works against you. Why is it so hard to be open-minded? They're the next three episodes. So that's pretty exciting. But remember, if you... You know, we kind of have a continuous conversation here. So if you want to go back to the start of this season, it's 100, episode 122 or even earlier um, is for the, the season one was more about meaning in general rather than this learning and ability and how we progress what we care about. So that's that. Um, my name is Joe Weeby. This is the With Joe Weeby podcast with all the daily short, lovely episodes. And remember, as always, best way to open a thousand doors for you is to concentrate on opening doors for others. Goodbye, check out any juicy resources in the description of the show notes, and we'll see you again tomorrow.